With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Coors Light Homes. Proudly presented by Coors Light. Washington's most refreshing beer. And brought to you by your Northwest Chevy dealers. Chevy Silverado with a choice of nine separate trims and five special editions. You can be sure to have the right tool for the job with Silverado and Silverado HD. Now your home for the Huskies presents the Coors Light Hogs. Greg Lewis, Mario Bailey, and Dave Softy Muller. All right, boys and girls, we're back right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. The Husky Hawks are here again talking about a, w- a victory 52-6 to over Portland State on Saturday. Getting ready for the big showdown with Michigan State this weekend, 4.30. It's a 12.30 pregame show for us, by the way, on 93.3 KJRFM. And uh, I-, I think, Mario, before we get going, we got to just check in with Greg and make sure you're doing okay. <laughs> Is the former Bronco tailback doing okay after Geno Smith last night? <laughs> disposed of the $49 million man and Captain Dipstick, a.k.a. Nathaniel Hackett, on Monday Night Football on national TV in front of the country. I'll tell you what I'm most concerned about. Both running backs fumbled the football on the one-yard line oh, going yeah. in to score. Yep. Either one of those crosses the goal line. Yep. The Broncos probably win the game. Mm-hmm. Three times they were down there in the second half. Uh, and came away with three points total. Right. So to me, it's you know I, the coach. Yeah, he's a. I, I don't know what the hell he was doing. <laughs> that was crazy. His clock management was awful. His play calls on third and five. I think it was before the fourth down, the infamous fourth down. They tried to run a little flick screen where Russell tried to shove the ball out there, and that thing he ran it four times. Not right. one time they gained a yard. So it was just it was just all bad. All it was, bad. It was all bad for you, but yeah. it was all good for us, wasn't it, Mario? The Denver running night. backs are not. There you go. I, 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 you know what? I could always get one yard. I could probably still get one yard. <laughs> I don't know. And I wouldn't fumble. Could you get? I wouldn't fumble. I don't think you'd fumble, but that. you might be negative. Could you get one yard without a groin popping or a hammy popping? Hey, last one night yard that game was well, all they needed to get. It was unbelievable, man. And obviously, you know, look. I mean, it's. Uh, it's it's national store it's national news right now it's all mm-hmm. over the front page of every website and you know a TV station in America with the way that game went down last night against the Broncos but look uh, that that that's in the rearview mirror for right now we'll revisit that coming up in the five o'clock hour as well uh, Colin Cowherd apparently has been chastising Seahawks fans all across the country for their treatment of Russell Wilson as last night so we'll get oh don't be that guy <laughs> don't be that guy we'll get to that coming up at five o'clock tonight but here we are guys sitting here at 2-0, and oh, and uh, the Huskies have a golden opportunity in front of them on Saturday. I, I don't know, honestly, we've done this show for a lot of years. Greg and I, the first year together last year, and now, Mario, it's your first year, but we kind of had like a thing going where when you're playing a big-time opponent, 
on a Saturday afternoon and you're doing a show on a Tuesday and you just got done whooping up on an FCS team the week before, we don't spend much time right. talking about the previous week. It's all about the next Saturday. So where's your brain at right now with this football team? Thinking about what happened last Saturday or looking ahead to this weekend versus the Spartans? I'm just wondering if I'm just a, a Husky former player or a big Husky fan, but I don't have the confidence. Like I, I know we were 2-0 and and we've actually beat the teams that we were supposed to beat. But I don't think we've looked great. I don't think our defense has looked great. I know there's a line by Jay Z that says men lie, women lie, numbers don't. Mm-hmm. But I think our numbers, like on defense, we've been playing great. But I think the numbers are lying. Like we're not getting pressure on the quarterback. Wow. We're not um, sticking the receivers well. Our offense looks great, but we haven't played against a great defense. So I'm a little nervous. Uh, I see that we're favored to win this game, and yeah. I would have thought that we weren't favored. Um, but I'm nervous to see what we got. I'm hoping that the crowd will come out. Um, these last few weeks have been despicable. I haven't liked that the fan support. I think it's a great thing that if you have fan support, like the game last night at the Seahawks, you can't tell me that the fan support didn't help in that victory. So oh. I'm hoping that all the Husky fans can come out and that our offense can continue to play that well. I think the the coach does a great job, and I think he has a lot for Michigan State, but I'm a little concerned about the defense. Well, geez, first of all, way to bring the room down, pal. Good man. grief. Man. <laughs> man. <laughs> and he covered everything. <laughs> he just, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking, am I just a Husky fan over here or what? But I am hard on him because I don't yeah. I don't think we look yeah. great. Well, we want, we want you to preach the truth, yeah. all right? Yeah. Uh, Pastor Bailey, uh, pre- <laughs> preach the truth on this radio Amen. show. Because people need to hear that. And I think that what he's saying about the defense is obviously something on the top of my mind as well. And they'll get a much different test this weekend, obviously, against Michigan State. But as you saw that game, Mm -hmm. you saw the crowd, you saw the defense. It's hard to nitpick the defense when they give up six points. But that's what coaches are supposed to do, to fine-tune the thing. When they go and watch the film, they'll see areas and things that they didn't do well. You're not going to spend a whole lot of time on what they did right necessarily. And that's why we're not going to talk a lot about Kent State. You know, we moved on. We're not going to talk about Portland State. We're talking about Michigan State. And we know in order for them to win a big-time football game against an opponent who's ranked number 11 in the country, they're going to have to play damn near perfect. Right. I mean, they just are. And I think in order for them to do that, they got to be honest about the things that they haven't done well so far. Mario talked about a few of them. I think um, they got to shore up their back end of their defense. I think the pass rush got a little better this week. Of course, the opponent has something to do with that. But I saw some guys on the edge really get after it a little bit. They're working hard. Um, we have multiple guys that we can throw at them from that perspective. Yep. But I think right now, this week, what's today? Tuesday? I think they have Monday off, right? Yep. yep. They, t- today, the competition for who's going to be the starting corner started today. Right. There are guys who may have started this year. Maybe both of them who started week one might not be out there this week. I don't know. That's the coach's decision. But I think it should be open competition. And not that those guys, I, I think in the second half, they played a lot better. So from that second half of this past game right. till Thursday night, they're in competition for who's going to play a lot on Saturday. I love it. And they better do well because what I saw from Michigan State is 
they run the ball well, and they've passed the ball well. They're a balanced offense. They, they've, they've had success both ways. Yes, they've played lesser opponents like we have, but the defense is going to have to come to play. Well, Michael Penix is going to join us in a matter of seconds here, by the way, the starting quarterback for your dogs. We'll talk to him uh, on the Husky Honks uh, coming up in a minute, but you're right. I mean, they've, they've got to get better at that spot, uh, and they've got plenty of options. I'm not sure if they've got great options, but they have bodies. You're mm-hmm. talking about Devon Banks, talking about Mish Powell. You're talking about Julius Irvin now playing cornerback. Yeah. Jordan Perryman, Perryman should be, be back healthy. for this game on Saturday. Okay. So let, let's let's table that conversation mm-hmm. for a minute because I think uh, all, all of us agree not to put a bunch of pressure on our next guest. But if the Huskies <laughs> are going to pull this off on Saturday, they're going to simply need their quarterback to have a big night, and he joins us right now. Snap to Penix. Penix back to pass. Looking. He throws. Shallow cross. Caught by Polk. Angles left pile on. Reaches. And he's in. Two arms up. Touchdown, Washington. Jalen Polk, a 12-yard touchdown reception. His fourth career touchdown catch. And the Dogs take a two-score lead on Portland State. It's 13-0. Michael Penix in two games so far, guys, for the Dogs. 46 for 66, 681, six touchdowns and a pick. You know what? I would take those exact same numbers this weekend, by the way. If our next guest can throw for 700 yards and six (laughs) touchdowns on Michigan State, I think they got a pretty good damn shot of winning the game. But Michael Penix Jr. is with us. Mike, you're on the Husky Honks with Softy, Mario Bailey, and Greg Lewis. How are you, pal? I'm good. Thank you all for having me. Well, it's great to have you on the show. We are good. It's great to have you on the show for the first time and to hear your voice. And uh, why don't you, first of all, just tell me about what this whole experience of being a dog since you transferred from Indiana has been like for you, man. You you moved from the Midwest to the West Coast. You follow Kalen DeBoer. Uh, What's the whole experience of coming to UW been like for you so far, man? Yeah, man, it's been amazing. You know, um, ever since I got here, the whole city, and the whole team, you know, they, they welcomed me with open arms. And, and ever since I've been here, you know, I've seen a lot of great, amazing sights as well that I've never seen before. And, you know, it's been great. You know, the city is amazing, and I'm glad I'm here. Michael, this is Greg Lewis, former Husky running back. And I always appreciate a great quarterback who throw the ball, but, you know, sometimes you got to turn around and hand it to the guys. But anyway, welcome, <laughs> welcome to Washington. We're excited. We're really excited that you're here. I mean, we've been enjoying watching you play. Can you talk a little bit about what you think has allowed you to be so successful this quickly? I know we've played some opponents that, you know, the, the competition is going to get better and better each week. But what's allowed you to be comfortable and have this immediate success? Yeah, man, uh, it, it just starts with the buy-in, you know, of the guys. Ever since I got here, you know, just making sure I built that chemistry with um, all my teammates, you know, especially uh, the O-line and the receivers. You know, just once I got here, you know, it was like we started off right right the first day I got back. I was like, the guy, I got here, and my receivers were hitting me up. was like, hey, man, when do you want to throw? I'm like, man, I'll throw today. So I was letting them know, you know, that I'm always here for them, and they've been showing me that as well. You know, just being very comfortable within the playbook and, you know, understanding the game plan as well and, you know, trusting the play calling that Coach Grubb is making, you know, uh, it's just easy for me to go out there and just have fun. Mike, Mario Bailey here, former wide receiver at the U, man. Congratulations on your first two victories. How you doing? Welcome to Washington. Thank you. Man, your numbers are through the roof, as Softy mentioned, for those first two games, but I'm curious as an athlete, as a competitor, you're always looking to improve something. What, if anything, do you think you can comp- improve on, or what do you want to improve on? 
Yeah, uh, we just basically just want to improve on just the small details. You know, some so the penalties that we had uh, this this past weekend. You know, we want to make sure that we eliminate those because we know that you know those can be be game changing for real. So that's something that we've been focusing on. And then just like the other small details, I would say is just alignment details. You know, just um, the position people are getting to or on a motion. You know, just trying to be more consistent on those. You know, just small things like that. You know, that I feel like. Right. that I and Coach feel like will help this offense be more successful. Well, Michael Penix Jr., quarterback for the Dogs with us. Huskies, Michigan State on Saturday at 4.30. Uh, Greg Lewis, Mario Bailey, softy Husky Honks are here. And, Mike, I'm curious that your numbers that you've put up over your career seem to be best when you're playing under Kalen DeBoer, uh, even going back to your Indiana days. Well, what is it about the partnership with you and Kalen that brings the best out of you, you think? Yeah, I just I just feel like it's the main thing is trust. You know, um, we he trust he trusts me and I trust him as well. So you know, once you have that trust and you know start building that chemistry over time, you know it it can become a great relationship and something that you know you just enjoy being around. And you know, um, just coming here, you know, he was definitely a big part in uh, the recruiting for me when I when I entered the portal. You know, just him him being here. I'm not gonna lie, like. I always knew I wanted to play for uh, Coach DeBoer again if I had a chance. And, um, you know, just I just feel real comfortable behind him. And I trust the play calling and, like I said, the um, the game plan we have each weekend. Once I'm comfortable within that, you know, just having that relationship with the coaches, it, it just makes it much more easier for you guys to understand each other so that, you know, when the play call comes in, you know that you're definitely going to be in the um, – you're going to have an opportunity to do something great with it. Well, let's let's talk about that a little more because last year uh, the Husky fans, including us honks, suffered through a season where offensively the creativity, the imagination, and almost anything you can associate with offense uh, wasn't on the level of what we expected, and we had a we we really struggled. How the how important is it that you are in lockstep with your offensive coordinator and, and what sort of creativity does Grubb bring to this offense that has turned this around? I think last year, if you take these first two games, that's probably more points than we scored all of last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> so gotta talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh I, I just know Coach Grubb, you know, he, he likes to push the ball down the field, you know, but always just coaches us to just take what they give us and you know, I, I feel like you know, just his like him and Coach DeBoer uh, came uh, started this offense like a while ago. So their connection with the offense has been amazing. And you know, just understanding the offense for over twelve years, I just feel like they definitely have like you know all the ins and outs of things, and they they seen so many different looks. So like it helps them be able to process and um, pass on that information to us as players, so that we can go out there and be be great. And uh, I said, Coach Girl, he he got a lot. He got a lot up his sleeve. You know, he, he it's, it's it's a lot. We got a lot of great things in the playbook, and uh, I know guys seen it so far. And you know, just the team buying into to that the the playbook and trusting Coach Grubb, You know, I, I feel like that's what's been making our season successful so far, and will continue to make it successful as well. At your time at Indiana, you got a chance to face Michigan State. So is there things that you can tell your teammates to expect? Or do you think that's for your advantage that you faced them before for this game on Saturday? Yeah, I, I just tell them, um, you know, they're, they're, a hard, they're a tough football team. You know, they're a team that, that's going to definitely make plays. And, 
you know, we just got to make sure we stay stay on the course, you know, just have a 1-0 mindset and, and just continue to keep fighting. And um, that's the main thing I would say. Uh, they're definitely a real physical, real physical team. Um, and I, I feel like once, once the guys just understand that once – once you are really from prepared going into the game, you know, trusting your preparation yep. and just going out there playing free, I mean, it'll be a lot a lot more easy to execute. And once we execute, you know, good things are going to happen. Well, it's been fun as hell to watch you play so far, Mike. Uh, Mike Penix again with the uh, dogs with us on the air. Huskies Michigan State on Saturday. And, uh, you know, you mentioned something there interesting about wanting to play for Coach DeBoer. So it sounds like were you leaving Indiana no matter what and wherever Kalen DeBoer was, you were going to go because Kalen was at Fresno and he had Jake Hayner, obviously. So if Kalen stayed at Fresno and had Jake Hayner as his starting quarterback, where would Michael Penix Jr. be playing college football right now? Man, I don't know. That's that's a lot of questions that people. Have. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is I'm I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad it's here. Oh. Mike, let me ask you a question. What are your goals for this year? You know, a lot of people talk about you have a year or two left, you know, kind of up to you um, and, you know, all of those things that are around. I know you're focused on the here and the now, but what are sort of some of your long range or ultimate goals that you have for yourself? Um, For myself, and I, I really, going into the season, you know, just being a new player, you know, being a part of a new team and stuff like that, you know, my main goals is basically to get to get to understand the team and know this team. You know, as a new player, you know, a lot of relationships are already formed on the team. So, you know, trying to get in into those relationships as well, building those definitely helped me a lot. And um, what else did you ask? Just kind of looking down yeah. the line, you know, what what do you see for yourself? You know, this time next year. He wants to know if you're going to stay for a oh, second oh, year. That's what he's asking you. Yeah, because my, my, okay, gr- my okay, Greg and I have a bet. I think you're coming back. He says if you play well, you're going to the NFL. So who's going to be right and wrong here? Hey, it's not in my hands. You know, I just I just go out there for this team. Uh, nah, man, it's in, it's in God's hands. You know, I, I just trust trust everything that's going on and just continue to just take it day by day and don't really look too far into the future. Because it's already written, man. So whatever comes, it, it comes. <laughs> Mike, I got a question for you. Um, I told these guys your game resembles Randall Cunningham in his late late in his career. You might be too young to know who Randall Cunningham <laughs> yeah, is. Like, but, who's that? But, but who do you take after? Who does your game emulate in the NFL? Or who who do you think you're, you're patterning yourself after? Yeah, I ain't going to lie. Growing up, like, throughout high school and all that, you know, Teddy Bridgewater was always uh, my favorite quarterback. You know, okay. I just like how calm he always looked in the pocket and stuff like that. You know, I feel like I took some of that from him. And and definitely when he, he was at Louisville, you know, he was lighting it up. You know, mm-hmm. um, he's a great quarterback. You know, I, I feel like he's, he's still a good quarterback. You know, he – I mean, I can't speak on that situation. But, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater was a guy that I definitely looked up to and tried to put my game behind. Have you ever heard of Randall Cunningham before? No, sir. Okay, okay. He, he's a dog, too. What year were you born, Mike? 
I was born in 2000. Okay, so wow. you were you were one when Randall Cunningham <laughs> retired from the NFL. So I don't blame you. But hey, listen, man, before you go, uh, we're looking to pack this place on Saturday against Michigan State. We got a ticket deal, which we'll tell people about in a second. But speak to the Husky fans out there. You've been in big games before, where you know the crowd has made a difference. Uh, what do you need from Husky Nation Saturday against Michigan State at 4:30, pal? Yeah. Um... Just continue to bring the energy, bring the support. You know, everybody come out and make sure y'all cheering loud, especially or well, only whenever uh, we're on defense, you know, trying to get the uh, offense to, you know, have to change up their cadence and stuff like that because it really makes a difference when they can't, when you can't hear out there. So, you know, just come out here, cheer loud, and continue to support us, and we'll continue to make you happy. Yeah, I'm just going to say this before we let you go, Mike. I played during an era where there was always seventy thousand plus people in the stadium. No so matter did he. who we played, yeah. Mario and I, Mario and I were teammates for a while. So um, you just couldn't imagine the electricity and the excitement that Husky Stadium can bring. And I hope for your sake and your teammates' sake that we have that this weekend. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, Michael yep. Penix Jr., great stuff out of him. And the fact that he does not know who Randall Cunningham is <laughs> makes me feel massively old, you by the way. Well, guess what? You're older than I am, pal. I, I have no problem okay. with that. I, I know I'm old. You're, you're acting like you didn't know it. Uh, tickets are 45 bucks. Uh, we got a special KJR section, GoHuskies.com. Uh, slash KJR. Easy. $45 uh, gets you a ticket for the game, and the first 250 people that buy a ticket using the code SOFTY when they check out will also get free entrance to the private side of the zone. You guys know what happens on the private side, by the way. You ever see the movie Couples Retreat, right? <laughs> you want to go to the other island over there. I just had a bad picture. That's, that's what happens on the private side. I, I, I heard you All and right? Mario are going to be uh, handing out peanuts. Stop we were going to take care of sex. You, you know guys going to run the concessions. If it, if it means a win, I'm in for whatever. All right? So, you guys sit in the KJR section. Mario and Softy will deliver peanuts. GoHuskies.com slash KJR. Be sure and use code SOFTY at checkout. You're a ticket for 45 bucks for the game and the first 250 people that buy one will get free entrance to the private side of the zone on Saturday. <laughs> All right, we got a lot to talk about, guys. We got to find a way to rally and get maybe the biggest win in Husky mm-hmm. football history, at least maybe in the last 4 or 5 years or oh, so. Stanford yeah. on that Friday night, the Oregon game obviously in 2000 or two, uh, 2016, Washington has not beaten a ranked Power 5 non-conference opponent in Husky Stadium. Since Cody Pickett beat Michigan in 2001, that was 21 damn years ago. Wow. I think that's long enough to wait for a, for, long for a win Too like long. that. Let's talk yeah. about it. Michigan State Saturday at 430. Husky Honks continue next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now back to the Coors Light Hawks. Dave Softy Muller, Greg Lewis, and Mario Bailey. Presented by Coors Light and brought to you by your Northwest Chevy dealers. On your home for the Huskies. Sports Radio 93.3, KJR-FM. Penix takes a snap. Back to pass. He flings the sidearm pass wide open. Jalen McMillan up the left sideline. There he goes at the 30, at the 
20. Jalen McMillan's going to house this thing. 83 yards. Touchdown, Washington. The fourth 99-yard scoring drive in Husky history. Makes it 20 to nothing, Washington over Portland State. How about that? Tony Castro and the boys, Cam Cleland, Dick Fain on the call on Saturday. It'll be a different animal though this weekend, baby. Michigan State at 4.30, pregame 12.30. From the zone, Softy, Greg Lewis, Mario Bailey, and guys, we're talking about this on the postgame show on Saturday. UW has not hosted a non-conference ranked Power 5 football team since Nebraska came to town in 2010 as the number 8 team in the country, and they got destroyed. 56-21, then beat him in the Holiday Bowl later that year down mm-hmm. there in San Diego. So that's all like it's even been since there's been a out-of-conference right. Power 5 team uh, in the top 25 coming to town. The last time they won a game like this was in 2001 when Cody Pickett beat the number 11th-ranked Michigan Wolverines 23-18. So let's go around the room. Mario, we'll start with you. Uh, you know what it's like to play in big games like this. You had a bunch of them on the road and a bunch of them at Husky Stadium. Um, is this team ready to take down a team like Michigan State this weekend? I think we are. I think after we just talked to Michael Penix, I think we are ready. Wow. Um, you I'm, feel better now after that conversation? Yeah, I like I like this conversation. <laughs> really? he Interesting. Has, he has a quiet confidence about himself. <laughs> you can see it on the field, but Listening to him talk, I feel a little better. Um, and he's actually played against Michigan State a few times, so yep. I like his confidence. My my biggest concern, like I said earlier, was defense. Like I'm scared about the defensive backs, and I'm I'm worried about the pressure. We haven't been able to get good pressure. Greg mentioned earlier we got better pressure against Portland State, but I still didn't think it was enough. So yep. I'm concerned more about our defense. I think our offense is going to score some points. I think we're going to get some yards. I think we're definitely going to move the ball. We have a great scheme and I think he's going to scheme for Michigan State as he's actually played against Michigan State before too so if we can get some pressure and some guys fly around and we get to the quarterback I think we'll be good so um, I feel confident I think my confidence breeds of the fact that we don't know how good Michigan State really is either you know they're ranked number 11 but they've had a similar schedule to ours uh, and they've done what they needed to do I do see some kinks in the arm a little bit you know Thorne their quarterback the starter um, he's thrown three picks so far this year. He had two against Akron this past game, no touchdowns, two picks. So um, they've shown that they make mistakes. And uh, in a game like this, when you're playing on the road and hopefully in a noisy stadium, mistakes are what kill you. Throwing the ball to the other team, giving mm-hmm. the home team that extra big play to get the energy and the momentum going. So if he makes some of those types of mistakes that he's made against lesser opponents. Yeah. I definitely see that the Huskies have opportunity. I didn't expect the dogs to be favorite though. When you're playing the number eleven team in the country, neither did him. And you're not <laughs> and you're not ranked. Yes. I think that normally in a situation like that, the ranked number eleven team in the country would be favored. Right. So I'm a little surprised, but I think that's another challenge to our fans to come out and support this team because they have an opportunity to do something now to put you back in the position yeah. to wear that W with pride and wear that purple all over the place. Well, the rankings this early in the year are ridiculous. I mean, right. they just are. I mean, the the, uh, the college football playoff, and, and they're fun, and they're mm-hmm. great for the game. I sure. think to get fans engaged in the game, they're awesome, right? They're debating and all that stuff. But the college football playoff has it right. We're not going to reveal rankings until we know what teams are, and that's not going to be until after at least week seven or week eight. And Vegas, I don't think, gives a crap 
crap about rankings this early in the year. They're coming out here, making the trip 2,000 miles west. And like you said, neither team has really proven what they are or are not yet. I mean, I, 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 I feel queasy, Greg, even looking mm-hmm. at stats after yeah. the first two games yeah. of the year. I would say this, though. There's a certain percentage of players on Michigan State's team that were on that team last year. Yes. And they were mm-hmm. a percentage of our players that was on our team last year. And last year, they were one game away from being in the playoff. We right. were one more loss away from <laughs> <laughs> almost turning to Tyrone Willingham here. So I think. Wow. I'll I, say that. I'm wow. just saying. It's a big week, Mario. So, what is he doing? Yeah, so, no, my point is this there's a percentage of players that are back on each team. So from that standpoint, I think that's what some of the rankings are based sure. on. Yes, they lost sure. Walker, the, the young man who's running back who. Hopefully, eventually, will be a great Seahawk running back. Uh, but they brought some guys back from last year from a really good football team. And that brings up a point about the Husky offense. I mean, look, they're averaging, here I go talking about stats after two games, they're averaging 48.5 points a game, but they haven't played anybody. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. Kent State, Portland State, whatever. The best part about Kent State, I think, is going to be their offense when it's all mm-hmm. said and done. Their defense, maybe not so much. Undersized, overwhelmed, uh, you know, uh, uh, inferior athletically. Uh, no, no, no doubt to what UW's got on their offensive line, but the offensive line to me looks like it's finally starting to live up to the hype a little bit. And I think the hot, the hype train for the wide receivers, at least after the first couple games of the year, mm-hmm. was justified. Now that can take a gigantic step into the stratosphere if they can handle this defensive front and get open against those corners on Saturday. I think we are. Again, I think that offensive coordinator and the offensive scheme is great. I think we're going to end up the season averaging over 30 points. And I mm-hmm. think these receivers, I'll keep saying it, we're going to have two receivers that are going to be close to being the top two in the league. Um, Jalen already is averaging 100 yards and a touchdown a game. I think he continues on to that. I like how he's using the running backs. He's using all of the running backs. Everybody comes in, does a little different thing. You can have... Uh, Tyler Papa running the ball. He hasn't even got over 12 carries right, in the game, right. but he could get more. Does that, I, does that continue Saturday with, yes. with those guys, or yep. do you have to kind of start weeding maybe a couple of them out? No, you're not going to weed any of them out. Wow. Like, like I think Greg liked that uh, my guy got in the game late, Richard Newton. Yeah. Is that who he, that's yeah. my goal line specialist. That's the guy who you get the ball down by the goal line. He's going to find a way to get it. He runs hard. He runs through people. And he can make the thing that I love most about running backs, the ones that are my favorite, is that they can make a guy miss in a tight space. Right. Not in the open field. You know, Barry Sanders used to kill people in the open field. But a guy like Kurt Warner would make guys miss in a tight space. And that's what I like about Richard Newton. He has that ability. Well, I like all the running backs. Mm-hmm. I think they, they bring – bring competition to each other and you sure. know that's what i like the most it's the same with the receivers i hope that we get a dunze back this week and that that gives us another weapon but i think the offensive scheme and the different formations that we have makes where we're going to have a consistent offense all year i think it's all about the line of scrimmage guys mm-hmm. in this game on saturday to me it's 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 almost a hundred percent about that line of scrimmage you're taking on a big 10 football team that is used to smash mouth football, right? They're used to pushing people around, used to playing some low scoring 27 20 type games. You saw mm-hmm. this game against Wazoo mm-hmm. uh, with, with Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's the type of game I think that Michigan State wants to play. So it's funny because I feel maybe better about the offensive line with Jackson coming back and mm-hmm. he was out there running around today. We'll see if he officially starts right. on Saturday, which I assume he's going to. By the way, both DeBoer and Grubb did say he's going to play. Yeah. 
So yeah. enough of this nonsense, right? <laughs> Those days are over. They said he's going to play. The plan is for Jordan Perryman to play. But I'm kind of with you guys on the defensive front. I think I feel a little better about the pass rush. I think because I think I'm seeing Braylon Trice mm-hmm. maybe grow up. I'm seeing number three, Jeremiah Martin, grow up. But guys, I've seen nothing from Zion in mm-hmm. the first eight quarters of the 2022 season. And if Zion can't get home against Portland State and Kent State, do we think he can do it this weekend? What if Zion has his breakout game? We've seen what he's right. capable of doing. Of course. So we know the talent is there. He took a whole year to sort of, you know, recoup from that injury. And, you know, sometimes you never know how a guy's going to respond to that. Was it Achilles injury yes. that he had? Yes. So, and that's you know, a concern. And, and that is a concern. But it also means that he could be still rounding kind of into shape. And we hope that he has one of those breakout games soon, whether it's this week, next week, whatever, because we know what natural talent he has. I think, you know, for all things considered, though, the offensive line gets better this week. You know, people, I saw some people like, should Jackson start? You know, they've gotten some continuity, this, that, and the other. You never not start a two-time all-conference <laughs> player. Right? I mean, right. you never say he's Is he ready. When, he, when he's ready, he I, I, goes. I believe he's ready. I 100% believe that this coaching staff, you know, we talked about, are they showing you everything that they can do offensively from a play standpoint? But I think they've said in these games – we don't need Jackson Kirkland. We didn't need Rome this week. You know, mm-hmm. Perriman might have been able to play. We didn't really need him to beat Portland State. So they're really holding some of these guys out. They're working hard in practice. They're getting those reps. You know, obviously the game will be a slight adjustment. But I think from a standpoint of personnel, they've probably held some guys back a little bit. Right. And they'll be ready to go this week. Well, let's come back and talk about that because there's a couple guys that were banged up and are now coming back, including Jordan Perryman, including Jackson Kirkland. And, you know, look, just from a player perspective, you got a bunch of guys that have been around here for five, six years and have never had a chance to experience something like this. I mean, hell, they played four games in 2020 in front of nobody for crying out loud. So Mm. what a freaking gift this would be for those kids to get this win and probably wake up on Monday morning in the top 25 if they can pull it off and all of a sudden get this thing skyrocketing right you need to get a jump start you guys remember when things got Mm -hmm. going for you guys you mentioned the freedom bowl against emmett smith i'm not going to say it's a bowl game but it's a pretty damn big game it's in your house get people convinced to come out and watch husky football get the culture back and I, i i don't mean to sound hyperbolic but a lot of that may be hinging on what happens in this game this weekend. So we'll come back and get more thoughts on the game with Michigan State. Uh, Mario Bailey, Greg Lewis, Softy, Husky Honks continue right here on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere where even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Now back to the Coors Light Hawks. Dave Softy Muller, Greg Lewis, and Mario Bailey. Presented by Coors Light and brought to you by your Northwest Chevy dealers. On your home for the Huskies. Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM. Three tight ends into the ballgame. McMillan Malone wide receiver, handoff Talapapa, bouncing out right side, dives into the end zone, touchdown! He followed Nate Kalepo right into Paydirt, nicely blocked by number 71, and Wayne Talapapa 
with his first rushing touchdown today gives Washington a 27-3 lead over Portland State. You know, no disrespect to Tony Castricone, but the only thing missing from this 2022 Husky football season is the voice of Keith Jackson. So he could be there to say, when telepapa. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds so smooth, man. Well, Mario Bailey, Greg Lewis are here. Husky Honks, uh, 12.30 pregame, 4.30 kickoff on Saturday. So uh, let's go to that offensive line. Let's go to that defensive line. Let's talk about playmakers. Uh, because I was asking you, I think, Mario, the other day, is there an obvious best player on the defensive side of the ball when Zion is not getting after the quarterback, Mm -hmm. which he hasn't done yet. And I'm totally with you, Greg, the Achilles, that might be a big reason why he may never get back to that point. His entire resume is built on the first three games of 2020, and then he came back in the spring and blew his foot out. So who knows if he'll ever be the same. But is there an obvious star on the defensive side of the football right now? And if there's not, is that a problem? It's not a. It's not necessarily a problem. Um, we said after the first game, it was number twenty, Asa Turner. Um, yep. But I yep. didn't see him out there making plays last week. Not as many plays. He's still out there making plays. But who stood out to me last week was Braylon Trice. Yep. He was actually yep. running around, flying around, and that's what I always look for: somebody that's always near the ball. And last week, he looked like that person. The thing is, you have to build on every week. Like you have to be consistent. Like if we're gonna name somebody. Yep different every week then we're not talking about a star i want somebody to stick out every single week like steve edmund stuck out every single week you knew he was going to be somewhere we don't have that guy yet or nobody stuck out yet but this is a big game and sometimes big time players step up in big time games so we're going to see what's happening this week i'm going to write that down big time players (laughs) step up in big time games got it well this sounds like chuck knox there by the way you know chuck knox is or is that before your time come on cut that out i'm older than you just making sure (laughs) (laughs) well this is definitely a big time game and you know I, i i could be okay with if there's a name that we can point to every week where somebody actually is a standout and steps up and plays a big game and the others do their job. I think, you know, we're at an advantage because we are playing at home and uh, hopefully there's no, you know, big breakdowns on anything on the side of the ball. Sure. I think, you know, Tuli Latuli Gasanoa has been solid up front. He hasn't been a star, but I would agree with Mario that Braylon was the player of the game defensively this past week. And, Pass rushers sometimes kind of get in that rhythm. That's sort of how they operate. And, you know, we saw ZTF get in that rhythm a couple of years ago. Nobody really did it last year. I don't remember many games where anybody got hot from a pass rushing standpoint. But you develop that confidence. So if he can be more consistent in bringing that pressure, you know, maybe he is that breakout guy that allows our defense to be really good. We've seen, though, uh, you know, someone in the secondary over the last several years, especially out in the corner, yeah. be one of those people, you know, the Byron Murphys and the Buddha Bakers and, you know, folks like that. So I'm hopeful that, you know, there's a budding star back there. And Asa Turner did look good week one. He didn't make any turnovers. Or he didn't force any turnovers this week. But hopefully somebody on that back yeah. half of the defense steps up. Is it? I don't know if fair is the word, but. It's now year three for Savelle Smalls, mm-hmm. and he came in as a five-star athlete. Now, a lot of five-star athletes don't live up to the hype, and I actually talked to Savelle today about the burden of being a five-star guy. We're going to air that in the pregame show on Saturday, but is it now to a point, Mario and Greg, Mario, start with you, where you're at a point in Savelle's career where he's now been here for three years where it's fair to start to maybe ask for some production out of him? 
Most definitely. Um, that's that comes with it. Some guys live up to the hype and the pressure. Some guys don't. I think uh, he has the ability and I've seen spurts. I guess we've all seen spurts, but we want to see consistency that we just talked about. I haven't seen a consistent Savelle Smalls make plays, but we can see that he can make plays. But everybody doesn't live up to their five star billing. But I will say his two years here have not been like the greatest two years of as far as environment and everything that's been going on with the coaching change and Mm -hmm. just last year and COVID. So I'm hopeful that this year he'll have his breakout season and and it can start with the Michigan State. We had a guy that played during our era and when you saw him at practice, he looked like a Greek god. His name was Harold Hasselback. Mm -hmm. The guy, from (laughs) from my memory, he never never made a great he never made a play his entire time at the Not even uh, in practice. Then this guy goes to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, you know, ekes out a decent career, gets picked up by the Broncos, and then is a really, really good NFL defensive lineman. Yeah. Right. And that everything came together. I only say that to say this. I don't I hope it doesn't take Seville Smalls till he's playing professional football three in years Canada. down the road. Yeah. Right. But what I'm saying is is you, it can happen. It can Definitely. be one of those things where it took a while for it to take place. You know, because like I said, Harold Hasback never made a play as a Husky. He looked oh. like he was the scariest you guy when he walked in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're right. He looked like, but you know, I'm hoping Seville Smalls because he has the size, he's got the speed, right. he's got all those things. He's just got to have the desire and put in the work and get better. Well, look, I mean, it's it's kind of obvious what Michigan State is going to want to do, and I, I I don't know how much of this is them holding back because they played Akron, they played mm-hmm. Western Michigan the first two games of the year, but they've run the ball 80 times and and they've thrown it 52 mm-hmm. uh, in the first two games typical of the year. So they're, they're a typical run-heavy, yeah. smash-mouth football team. So mm-hmm. that's why I say this defensive front, Void Tanufi, uh, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that, uh, Tuli Latuli Gasanoa, Cam Bright, a linebacker. How about run support for yeah. safeties, MJ Ale? Mm-hmm. Are you seeing enough of a physical presence from this defense that gives you hope they can handle that challenge on Saturday. We're going to have to kind of find out on Saturday because we haven't played a physical, dominating type of team. We, we Not only have we played lesser division teams, but we played teams that are pretty much pass-heavy. So they haven't been tested to that level yet. I would say this. I don't, by any stretch of imagination, think you're going to hold them, you know, to 100, you know, 10 yards or less or anything right. like that. Right. They're going to make some plays. You know, they're ranked number 11. They're a, a big time football program, big team. They're going to make some plays. But for me, it's how do you bounce back when you give up a play? And then offensively, how do we continue to push, 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 keep them on their heels, keep their defense on the field, control yeah. the football, yeah. and then the crowd gets in and helps your defense with some energy yeah. and some life. And, and not just that, not not just the physical play Mario of the line and the and, and the front seven, but your receivers are going to get punched in the mouth. This is exactly what Jamarcus Shepard was talking about, man, that you got to be physical. You can't be soft in a game like this. So what are you seeing from that crew in that regard so far? I'm not even concerned with our receivers. I think they're ready for this moment. I think uh, Mike Michael Penix is ready for this moment, and our receivers are ready for this moment. They like man up. They want to play physical. That's what Coach has taught them, so they're looking forward to this challenge. I yeah. look for them to have yeah. a big game. Um, on Defensively, uh, I'm scared that they watched that Michigan game last year, so they're going to try and run it up, run yes. it up, and keep running and keep running and keep running until we st- – show that we can actually stop the run. They're going to run that ball. Well, that's what I would do, right? Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd do the mm-hmm. exact same thing. All right, uh, you got a few days. Uh, GoHuskies.com slash KJR. 
$45 tickets in our special section Saturday. The first 250 will get access to the private side of the zone <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Mario, what you going to be doing on the man, private side, Mario? Man, right. I, if you've seen the private side, man, there's this guy, and I just envision you. No. Do, <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Do you have a Speedo, and will you be wearing it on Saturday at the private side? All right, let's go get him. 12.30 pregame, 4.30 kickoff. Mario Bailey, Greg Lewis, we'll get Dick Fane back in here. Uh, Corey Brock will join us, talking some baseball as well at 6 p.m. tonight. But back to the big night last night. Geno Smith, the Seahawks, take it out, Mr. Unlimited. That's right, baby. At Lumen Field on Monday night. We're yakking about it next on Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.